0: So you know that we all have businesses that depend on us to run. And when Sam got sick, she was too sick to work, but she was able to keep her business alive and she still got paid and she got paid for 17 months. So I want you to come and listen to how she set up her business to virtually run without her, because this is something that every one of us needs to do. We shouldn't put this work off. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, welcome back. So listen, before we dive into this episode with Sam, I just want to share with you that right now, as I record this, I'm actually getting ready to start Reliable Revenue. This is the course that we run once a year, and it's actually a course that I developed while I was learning um, how I could really grow my sales online at we Squeak. You know, We were mostly a wholesale business, and when we stopped, I had to learn step-by-step how To grow my sales online. And the problem, of course, I was trying to solve is the same problem that so many of you uh, try to solve too on a daily basis. And it's that you just really want reliable sales every day. You want to know what your sales are going to be and you want to make sure that you are able to generate sales every day. And I wanted to be able to count on my income. And I'm sure that you do too. I think it's so important. And I have to tell you that it took me a whole year and a bit to figure out how to do it. But I did. You know, this was not my first retail business. I knew what worked in my past business, and I figured it out. And in 2016, I created a course. I called it Reliable Revenue. The first edition was probably really bad, but it's evolved over the years. And since then, hundreds and hundreds of store owners have used this program to build predictable and reliable sales in their businesses. But what you're going to hear today is actually my favorite story about reliable revenue, because it's about how Sam took the reliable revenue course way back in 2018. And she did the work and she set up her reliable revenue marketing system. And it was about a year later that she got sick. But because she had set up her reliable revenue system. And she'd done a few other things that you're going to hear about to set up her business to be really simple and automated. Her business didn't fail. And in fact, she still got paid for the whole 17 months that she was in bed. And (laughs) that's pretty amazing because when she started to feel better and was able to come to work, she was actually financially whole. like She wasn't in deep debt or she wasn't about to go into business, she was still financially whole and she had a viable business and she was able to go back in, start getting to work and growing that business again. And so it's such a valuable story. And I want you to listen in because I think Sam has um, some great advice about how to automate and simplify. And and of course, she talks about how she was prepared by a taking reliable revenue and what she did in that program that kept her income. Reliable revenue is all about generating sales. And so what she did that kept her income coming in and her best piece of advice, I want you all to listen to this. Her best piece of advice is for all the things she did is do it before you're ready. So come listen as I talk to Sam about what happened in her business. It's a really touching story. It's one of those uh, great stories that is happy, has a happy ending. And uh, and take some notes because these are things that every one of us should do. Hey, gang, I am back with the amazing, and you'll find out why she's so amazing, Sam Gilholy, who owns Magnetics. She's the founder of that company. And she has a story that is really going to resonate with so many of you because, well, I'm just going to let you tell it actually, Sam. So let's just start out though, before we, we get into the good stuff, let's talk about magnetics. What do you sell? How long have you been in business? It's just such a cool little business. So let's talk about that.
1: Okay. So I started uh, magnetics back in 2013. And we sell magnetic therapy products for horses and dogs. And, you know, they, they can be used for a number of reasons. But the main main reasons are injuries and conditions. So, you know, things like arthritis or tendon ligament injuries for horses. And other another way of using it is for performance. So for performance horses and performance dogs. So that's really, you know, the products and what we sell. And, and we've got a, a, a tight range, which, you know, helps simplify the business. But, you know, it's such a lovely business. It's very community-based because um, a lot of people that have horses have them on yards and they chat to people. And same with the dogs, you know, when they're competing in agility, there's a community there. And when they've seen such an improvement in their horse or their dog, they love to share that feedback. So there's a lot of social proof um, that goes on with this business. So it really, and I get lots of the feedback and lots of customer reviews. So, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful.
0: You have uh, some of the best organic engagement I've ever seen. I ca- I still remember when I met you when you came into uh, my universe, and I'm like, oh, look at her engagement! Like people just love this product, and and don't have any problem sharing with others the success they've had with it. It's so so good. But a few years ago, you put some things in place, and this is the part I really want everyone to listen to. Because what I admire about you so much, I admire a lot of things, but what I admire about you since I've met you, which is, I think, four or five years ago now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Came into each other's universe, is that you've always been proactive with your business. And so you've always invested the time and the money to put things, you know, to teach yourself how to grow the business, to put things in place that will make the business easier for you to run and and i i just feel like you've you're always thinking ahead rather than thinking about where you are today so can you just share with everybody what your thoughts are like i know you implemented reliable revenue you outsourced uh some of the key functions in your business can you just share with everybody kind of why you did that and and what you're thinking is when you like what kind of business were you trying to grow let's talk about that Okay.
1: So when I, when I set it up in 2013, I was still working full-time in my corporate job, but I knew I had something. So I made the decision and I bravely handed my noticing in June 2013 and then started running with the business full-time. And I always knew I wanted to build brands. That was really important to me was to build my own brand. And um, I decided at that time to just focus on the horse side. The dog side came a few years later. So I, Equire Magnetics was born. I trademarked that brand. And, you know, for me, it was about building assets for the future. And it was very clear as well that I wanted to scale the business. I didn't want to be employed in the business as such. I wanted to be a owner of the business and for it to one day run by itself obviously with with the help of about sourcing and automating but that that was the key for me was to build something that I didn't need to spend all of my time in that business I always knew I wanted to outsource the manufacturing I wasn't I didn't want to make the products myself um they wouldn't look anywhere near as good as they do believe me um so that was really important to me and as I grew I realized that I had to look at outsourcing the warehousing side and it's really hard Susan because it's the, it's your baby you've grown it letting go of something is so difficult and I knew I had to do it this was back in um it was around May, June 2017, I started looking at outsourcing the picking and packing side because I knew I couldn't scale if I continued to do that. And it was really hard to let go. And I remember having to have a conversation with myself and say, you know, have you have you not made a mistake before, Sam? Have you not sent the wrong product to, you know, the, the wrong customer? And I had. And once I realized that, you know, I'd made those mistakes too, um, I realized I had to let go of it and I outsourced the picking and packing and it was the best thing that I ever did because then that gave me then more time to focus on the sales and marketing.
0: Yeah, so good. And so every step of the way, you did some of these things before you were really ready.
1: Yes. And that that is a key is even though you don't feel ready, do it. Do it. Just do it. It, And it's really hard to to implement it, but you have to do it, I think, before you're ready. I I totally agree with that, Susan.
0: Yeah, that's what I notice about you, that you are always thinking about these things before they come. I remember when you actually came into my universe and we started talking about you moving to 3PL and how scary it was. And then you got all excited because you found one that was uh, close to your house so you could... yes. (laughs) <laughs> so you know so I could still
1: yeah. yeah I could still be there and you know send products in easily and yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so good though and so I want everyone just to onboard that that the, the truth is, of the matter is is that you never feel ready to do these things but if you really want to grow a business that like you said that is you're not the employee of the business you're not actually not working for the business the business is working for you, these things are not negotiable. You're going to have to give up some of this control over, you know, manufacturing and, you know, the fulfillment and down the road, even, even more than that. But I love that you've always been uh, forward thinking like that. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about reliable revenue and uh, the time we spent and the time you spent implementing it because that has had a major impact on what happened next for you in business. So you, what are the key things that you've implemented from that program that, that are really like, nobody gets all of it done all of the time because we all are imperfect, but what are the things that stand out for you that you made a priority of implementing?
1: Okay, so I I joined Reliable Revenue back in October 2018, and I had been in the inner circle um, in October 2017, and I, I realized I looked at the structure of my business and and the way that I'd started my business, building a brand people didn't know about it, and I was on three three platforms basically my own website, eBay and Amazon. And before, just before I joined the Social Sales Girls, I actually dropped off eBay and Amazon and and it was 100% sales through my website. And I was doing a little bit of social media. I didn't really understand it, but I was doing some of it and it was working. So I thought, you know, that's great. And I realized that in order to scale, I needed to do things a little bit differently. And I'm always a firm believer of... Surrounding yourself with people that have already walked that path, it's really important. And I came, you know, obviously I'd, I'd come across you, Susan, um, the year before. And then when you mentioned the Reliable Revenue Programme, I knew that that was the programme for me to take my business to the next level. And I i remember, I mean, I'm quite embarrassed about this now, but um, when I joined and there was a, I remember there was a checklist of things that you needed in place on your website before um, you know, we really got into the course and I remember two of those things that were there that I didn't have. One was a pop up on my website and the other one was an abandoned cart series. And I realised that I needed to get those sorted out. I had so much resistance to the pop up. It was unbelievable. And I didn't want to discount my products. I had a bit of a, an, an issue with discounting, which I've, I've learned to to um, use strategically. Now, So that I'm I'm more comfortable discounting on occasions for events um, and sometimes on the mini campaigns. But, you know, I I did a basically a digital download um, guide for people on the pop up and I'd also implemented the Abandoned Cart series. But what was clear to me when when I first started Reliable Revenue is that I still had to outsource some of the um, functions in the business for me to concentrate on that programme fully. And one of them, uh, one of it was customer service, basically. And I was so resistant to doing that because of the relationship that I was building with the customers. And I remember having a call with you, Susan, and uh, I remember you saying to me, do you know any of your customers that might like to do this? And instantly I thought of my very dear friend, Karina, because Karina has been around horses for years and she knows far much more about horses than I do. And I thought, I'm going to ask Karina to help me with the pre-purchase questions, because we get a lot of that with this type of product. And immediately she said yes. And Karina came on board just as I started Reliable Revenue in October 2018. And I still kept part of the customer service side. Um, I was using a ticketing system at that time called Freshdesk. And I was was just going through the customer service queries. So... I felt I was in a good place then to, um, you know, really commit to reliable revenue. And I set the pop-up up, um, which took me quite a lot of time. There was a lot of resistance <laughs> to doing that with the flow and setting all the emails up. But it was, you know, the, the way that you sort of explained it in terms of having that flow and looking at your recency and frequency of people visiting the website and also with the pre-purchase flow. I was doing a lot of in-person events and I remember, again, you saying to me, when somebody comes up to your stand and they know nothing really about your product, how do you take them from that stage to actually getting you know, them to purchase? And basically, that's how I set the pre-purchase flow up, is to go through those stages of taking a customer on the journey from them knowing very little about your brand and your product and how it's going to work for their animal right to the commitment to purchase and, and that's how I set it up basically. And it's the
0: best flow ever.
1: I absolutely <laughs> love flows because I'm the queen of automation. I love automation and if I can automate, I will. Well, and flows are great because once you've set them up, they just continue to make money for you.
0: Yeah. So you dove in, you made yourself the time You invested in yourself again. So not only just uh, investing in the program, but also investing in getting someone to help you. And Mm. I am a firm believer that the people who buy our products are so good, maybe even better than us, because they know the problem that your product solved for them. So they're so good at these little uh, outsourcing jobs. So that was super smart. You invested the time in getting it set up. You got over yourself. Even though you didn't want to pop up, sadly, none of us want to pop up, but the bottom line is they were. And you created this funnel that you could just flow. And the other thing that I think you mastered was you actually mastered getting traffic to your site. Yes. So that you could fill that flow.
1: Absolutely. I mean, organic is still the top driver of traffic to the oh, business. Good. And I think that's for a lot of businesses. But where I was doing well um, back in 2018, 2019 was Facebook. You know, I, I didn't have a particularly high ad spend, but I was getting, you know, a return on ad spend of anywhere between 15 to 23 times, you know. the Crazy. Cost of, absolutely. Absolutely. This, yeah. And I think a lot of that is because of the type of product that I sell. There's a lot of social proof it works for people and they, they want to tag their friends in and say, look, this is what I've tried. It's really worked for my horse or dog. You know, you really want to try this too. And, you know, there's, there's just so much social proof yeah. that Facebook really works well for my business.
0: Yeah. So you kind of put yourself in a place where you were scaling your business. Things were going super well for you. You had, uh, you had a warehouse that you hadn't had before so you weren't shipping orders anymore you had set up a manufacturer offshore that you're still uh, to this day working with and have a great relationship with you'd helped uh, yourself you'd helped yourself by getting a customer service person and then you went to work creating the foundation i mean i think that's what reliable revenue is it's this marketing plan that is a foundation where you can make sure that you're set up to get reliable sales every day of the year, and that you actually feel like you're in control, you're driving the bus. And so I remember this process with you. You're so sweet. I always pay attention when you talk. And I, re- I just remember how it felt. But then disaster struck, really. It did.
1: Uh, a month before disaster struck, I had outsourced the last thing that I needed to do and in hindsight, I didn't obviously know what was coming. And that was the the last part of customer service. So in May 2019, the third party warehouse that I was using at the time um also offered customer service. And I thought, great, I am so ready now to let go of the um tracking lodges, yeah. you know, exchanges and returns. Yeah, I'd had enough. I love my customers, but I'd had enough of that side. So I outsourced it and I put all the procedures in place to make that happen. we got all the canned responses in the system and off we went. And I was feeling great. I was like, oh my word, I've practically outsourced everything. I've automated everything I need to do. This is great because I had built the business up because I wanted freedom. And I wanted to work from anywhere in the world with my laptop and, you know, everything would run without me and I just needed to dive in and and do some of the marketing side and that was the vision and it was all going according to plan until June the 9th 2019 and I was still doing in person shows only a few though I'd really cut back on them and I remember it was um it was a local dog show dog agility show that I was at and you know the weekend had been fine And it got to about four o'clock on the Sunday and I started packing down and I started feeling dizzy. And I thought, God, this is really strange, you know. Um, I didn't quite know what was wrong, but I knew I wasn't safe to drive. So um, thank God it was a local show. I phoned my partner, Rob, and he came and collected me. And I got home that evening and I was still feeling really dizzy. And Rob was going out and I said, don't worry about me. I think it's just a virus. I'll probably just need to sleep it off and I'll get over it. I went to bed and it got to half seven in the evening and I woke up with um, violent vertigo. It was horrendous. The room was unbelievably spinning and swaying. And I knew I had to rush to the bathroom because I felt really sick. And as I was running to the bathroom, I was bouncing off the walls. Um, I was very sick. And then I literally collapsed on the bathroom floor. Had no idea what was wrong with me. Started getting these really strange neurological symptoms in my brain. And it was a very, very scary episode and experience. I managed to get back into bed that evening. And uh, woke up the next morning and I was still severely, well, the vertigo was still so severe that I couldn't walk without being sick. I didn't know what had happened but something very scary had obviously um, happened to me that evening. And six weeks of investigations I'm based in the UK and we have the National Health Service here so six weeks of investigations I was uh, I went to see an ENT consultant and um at this point I was bedbound um apart from going to medical you know consultations I had an MRI scan on my brain, didn't show anything out of the ordinary. I'd lost significant hearing in my right ear. I had terrible vestibular issues. And I was just signed off from the ENT specialist. And he just said, you know, I'm very sorry. It looks like you've lost blood supply to your ear. It's very likely you're not going to get your hearing back. And your vestibular issue will resolve if you keep moving around and it will correct itself. So he sent me on my way. And I remember um getting back in bed and thinking, there's something more sinister going on here. This is not, this is not just a, a case of sudden hearing loss. There's something yeah. really serious going on. And um as time progressed, things started to get worse and my brain, um, I was struggling to function. I had lost a lot of short-term memory. I was still bed bound, you know, this was like six months later and um, I couldn't run my business between being, you know, that episode in June and, you know, we've now fast forwarded to November, 2019, I still was unable to run my business.
0: You were in bed every day.
1: Yeah, couldn't function. And it was all neurological. I had severe neurological symptoms that nobody could explain what they were. Um, with the the little capacity that I did have, I did a little bit of research online, And there's one thing that kept coming up with the symptoms that I had, and that was Lyme disease. So I had a test on the NHS and that came back negative. And unfortunately, it's not a very reliable test, but I didn't know that at yeah. the time. But I was still convinced that I had Lyme because even though I didn't see a tick, I had a very strange looking bite on the back of my left knee but this was like three years previous this was in spring 2016 but I was I mean I've I've always had animals in my life and horses and I was always getting bitten by something so it just looked like a mosquito bite to be honest and I didn't think anything of it. But when I started researching and I started putting two and two together and Lyme disease kept coming up and I remember I had a history of a a strange looking bite and I thought I I think this is what I've got. So then what I did was I I went to a, a Lyme clinic in the UK. Unfortunately there's a lot of politics going on with this disease and we do have Lyme clinics in the UK but they're very limited on what they can do to help you. But anyway, I went to this clinic. They, they drew blood and it was sent to America and it was sent to Germany. And it came back positive for Lyme disease. So I, I knew in my heart that's what I got. And I knew that's what, why I had those symptoms. But I was so poorly. I, it had attacked my brain, basically. It attacked my brain and my central nervous system. And I had this in my body for three years without even realizing there was something wrong with me. I was running my business. You know, I had a clear path of how I wanted to build it, how I wanted to scale it. Everything was going in my favor. And then within a split second, everything changed for me. And I was very scared. I was very scared. I was going to lose this business that I had built up from 2013 and um, there was nothing I could do i would lost all executive functioning I remember I was still hoping that I could go to Crufts which is a big dog show here in March and um, I couldn't even fill the form in for the stand my dad had to do it for me because I couldn't fill a form in my brain would not work and basically my partner Rob and my dad they just made sure that we had the inventory um at the warehouse and everything else was run by systems or automations or you know or or because it outsourced yeah a lot of the business that's the only reason why it survived
0: but shockingly throughout this time and i think this whole time before you actually started to get better i still remember when you popped up in my inbox <laughs> And basically, your business still paid you, yeah, while you laid in bed, trying to figure out how you were going to recover absolutely seventeen months
1: it It paid me a salary, and it also made profit whilst I was lying in bed. I remember. Looking back at Facebook, and we'd spend about $6,000 during that period where I couldn't function on Facebook ads, and that generated $75,000 worth
0: of sales. And so you were just sending traffic to your website. Yeah. You had learned how to do that. Your yeah. pop-up, which you didn't want, was gathering people up, and you were getting yeah. them through your automations and getting sales. absolutely,
1: And I had my abandoned cart series set up as well. Yeah. So again, <laughs> that was, that I didn't have set up. I mean, God, again, embarrassed about that. Ah,
0: don't be embarrassed. <laughs> absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, the best part of this story, I mean, this is a, it's a, it's a great part of the story for sure that you were able to still have your salary. And I'm sure the business wasn't particularly growing uh, during that time, but you were able to maintain, which is amazing. And, and, you know, I'm sure that you were, I know you're an advocate for people who have Lyme disease and, and, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are people that are going to listen and want to speak to you, but you found a solution that worked for you. And what's amazing is that I've seen you progress since you came back and you like, you look like a million bucks. You are. You're the, the old Sam now. So you came back to a business that was still functioning and and you've grown it like crazy in the last year. Absolutely. What,
1: what happened to me, thankfully, was I found a Lyme specialist in Poland who is one of the, the top Lyme specialists in Europe because at the end of the day, if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. And that's what I've realized um, over the last couple of years. And we take it for granted. And when it's when it's gone, um, you know, boy, do you know about it? Um, so I was very fortunate. I got in front of the slime specialist on Zoom because obviously COVID hit. So even though I couldn't get out of bed, I was willing to travel to Poland by car. Um, if I needed to, I was going to make that journey. But as it happened, um, this specialist was starting to do consultations over Zoom because of obviously the situation that we were in, and um. Within three weeks of treatment, my brain switched back on and I'll never forget this. This was in November 2020 and I was still lying in bed. I was, you know, complete. I'd been bed bound for 17 months and I remember thinking, God, my my brain seems to be switching back on and it'd do it for a few hours. And, you know, I'd, I'd read something because I couldn't, I couldn't, I had visual disturbances. I couldn't even read. I couldn't even work off a laptop or anything. My visual disturbances started to go. Um, my chronic, um, vertigo started to go. And I remember turning around to my partner, Robin, saying, God, my brain feels so much better. And I'd get tired quickly, but I was starting to function and I thought, I think I'm coming back. And, um, As I had to have three weeks, you know, three weeks after treatment, it just switched back on fully my brain. And literally, Susan, what I did was I got on the internet, I bought a laptop, it arrived the next day, my partner set it up and I was working from my bed and I was doing 10, 12 hour days because it was like this moment. It sounds crazy, but I felt like I'd been reborn basically. And I just wanted to save my business. And that's what I did. 10, 12 hours straight a day, was loving every minute of it. Nobody knew I was bedbound. I was, you know, answering customers on Facebook, really interacting again. And um, it was just an incredible time. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to do a Black Friday event. (laughs) I am going to send out emails and do mini campaigns for this event. And um, and I'm going to get this all on Facebook and I'm going to promote it. And it was like, that was it. I was back and it was incredible. So yeah.
0: good. So good. And I think really, um, your story is, I mean, your story is amazing in the fact of your, you know, that you persist, you were so persistent that you were able to find a solution for your Lyme disease. But the other part of the amazing story for those of us that are store owners is that how you were able to set up this system, like get yourself in a situation where you could literally be Bed bound for seventeen months and still have a business to come back to, and that's that foundation. That you know, we go along, go along, go along, and think, okay, one day I'm going to do this, but right now I'm in the moment, so I'm just, I'm just going to work on this. And when I'm ready, I'll do those things. And this has been you as long as I've known you. You're always thinking about how do I prepare for the next step, and and because you did that. You actually had a business to come back to, so congratulations, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much,
1: and so good. In, in that in that twelve months of, of coming back, and um, the business grew by fifty five percent and turned multi six figure. So it was like I'd been away, and the business was ticking over. But as soon as I came back, it was like a, a, a light switch had gone on, and all my customers were here, and it was like I just picked up where I left off, and. I am so grateful for the people that were around me that helped me and for the warehouse and, you know, all those automations that were in place because my business would not be here had I not done that. And I know the intention to do that was for me to have freedom. But when I look back now, I just can't believe right to the month before I was still Outsourcing and automating. Yeah.
0: So, Sam, what would you say to somebody who hasn't had a health scare like you have? What are the like What are the things that they should really get in place? Like, what is the most important thing? What saved your bacon?
1: Okay, so basically, um, there are, I think there are five things that sort of really helped me with my business. The first thing was that I'd kept things really simple. So I'd not overcomplicated things and I had procedures in place. So when I couldn't function, someone was able to pick up the reins and run with it. So that was really important. It wasn't all in my head. I'd got it down on paper as well. So people could easily pick it up. And the second thing was to have as many automations in place as possible. I mean, I I have a business motto, which is, Organize, systemize, automate or delegate. And that's how I run my business, basically. So I automate as much as possible. I'm on a, a WooCommerce store. So I use plugins and I know with Shopify it's apps. And for example, I also wholesale as well as retail. And the wholesalers, they come onto the same website, they log in with their wholesale login, they have all their own prices and um and they pay for their order online and it goes to the warehouse i don't touch anything with regards to a wholesale order that's a plugin in that costs me 99 dollars a year you know this is not expensive and if i was to pay somebody to to process wholesale orders you know it's just it's just so worth it automate as much as you possibly can i think The next point is to run a tight ship. So keep an eye on your costs and look at how you can save money. And I still do that today. It's really important, you know, that I look at that. And um, because of that, I think that's why my business survived, because you were right, the sales were the same level as they were in 2019 and 2020. But the costs were lower as well. So that, that helped, you know, keep everything going. Pay my salary and also leave profit in the bank as well, and also outsource even when you don't feel ready. That is a real key for for me. Take the emotion out of letting go of yeah. your baby, and that that is hard. But I think one thing that the health scare has done for me is take the emotion out of a lot of the decision making. So that's really important. And then finally, build an amazing team around you so they can help. Yeah, and um, you know, if it wasn't for my partner, my dad, Karina, who helped me with all, she just hit the ground running and she carried on. Um, and she she just answered all the customer service queries relating to product questions. She was incredible, and um, and the warehouse were amazing too. Yeah. So that's that's it. You've got to have a, a really good team around you that can yeah. support you.
0: And really, every single one of us should. Be thinking about doing these things, whether we have a health crisis or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it gives you the room to actually be the the marketing expert inside of your business.
1: Yeah, because once you let go of those tasks that are the day-to-day running of the business, then you can really look at...
0: I've
1: always been a strategic thinker. So I think that's why I've sort of set those processes up naturally. So good. But yeah, yeah, definitely. You need to just be able to focus on the marketing side of the business. and
0: You really do. That's where it all starts. Until you make a sale, nothing happens. And so our jobs, even though it sometimes doesn't feel like it, our number mm-hmm. one job is to sell the product, is to figure Absolutely. out a way to sell the product. And of course, automate as much as you can. So, yeah. listen. I think two things. I think that I'd love to know what's next for Magnetics. What What are you working on this year?
1: Okay, so um, I'm working a lot on um, the website and improving the website. I mean, it's it's pretty simple anyway, in the sense of a customer can navigate really easily through it, um, which is important. But it, you know, it's about taking the website to the next level. I always think that's it's good to refresh and drive driving traffic driving traffic is key and also working on organic as well because you know with everything that's happened with you know facebook over the last 12 months it's still a good source of traffic to my business but you know i have to look we don't own that platform and that's another thing as well with email marketing you know you own your email list and i think i really underestimated email marketing until i joined reliable revenue and you know, I was so grateful because when I came back to the social sales girls, which was you know I popped my head back up around november twenty twenty I can't tell you how pleased I was when reliable revenue came around again in february um twenty twenty one it was like, oh my word, I' signed up, I think I was probably one of the first <laughs> to sign up and and I knew that I was ready to carry on with where I'd left off I really did and you know I was frightened of email marketing as well, and I think that's something that you know we can all all feel you know um emailing once a week I was you know on the mini campaigns for example, I was like oh I can't email my list once a week what what am I gonna say yeah. and you can and I do, and I've got so many you know I've got flows that are in place that are making you know the pop up. now that I've gone as I mentioned before, I was very You know, nervous about discounting, but I I just offer a five percent off order. Yeah, I can't tell you that we get a twelve point five percent sign up, and we get a thirty six percent purchase conversion rate on that pop up.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you have one of the highest uh, converting pop ups I've ever seen.
1: It's it's just and that's just five percent that we offer as a you know as a bit of a token gesture.
0: Yeah, and it
1: really works so. I think for, for, for me, it's the website that we need to, to look and make some improvements. And it's building that email list. It is so important because that's what we own.
0: Yeah. And you're really good at that. Like I I noticed your posts in the group. You yeah. have done like even this the past few months, I feel like you've done a great job of not just uh, collecting the names that you get on your pop-up. You are really good at, you know, every month setting yourself a goal. For lead generation and actually reaching it, which is why Definitely. your skills are up fifty five percent.
1: And my my customers and followers they love giveaways as well. You know the perfect giveaway that generates a lot of leads for me. Yeah, so um,
0: good,
1: and and a lot of sales as well off the back of it. I know some some convert you know straight at the end of the discount um period, and others it just takes them a little bit longer. But I do get a hell of a lot of conversions off the back of a giveaway. So where
0: can people see you?
1: Where should we send them to see you? Okay, so my website is magneticstherapy.com. And I also have a Facebook page, which is Magnetics Therapy. And we're on Instagram as well. I'm, my audience is on Instagram, but I, I don't do very much on Instagram at the moment. But again, that's Magnetics Therapy. And from a personal point of view as well, with regards to Lyme, if anybody wants to, oh. you know, talk about that, because it it is always the elephant in the room and um If people, you know, want to know more about how to protect themselves from tick bites, I also have a Facebook page called Living With Lyme. So that's my my personal journey on how I've gone from, you know, 17 months bed bound to operating at about 85, 90%.
0: So good. I'm sure there will be lots of people that want to catch up with you there. They might even know someone who wants to catch Mm -hmm. up with you there. So thank you for that. Listen, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You are such a positive person and you're so darn smart. I never want to miss an opportunity to talk to you. So thank you for everything you shared today. I think you're a huge inspiration.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Susan, for inviting to me. Really appreciate mm-hmm. it. See you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye.
0: Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product, and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me, and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want And you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away. And they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalescurls.com, sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.